We, I'm not talking to you about this because I'm mad and you can't have any of my salmon. Hello and welcome to the Sleeping Situation Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Ivy. And summer is over. It's pumpkin time. <laughs> it's written on my paper. I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> It says it's pumpkin time, and it's pumpkin time. This is the, uh, this will come out on the last day of summer. I, it's literally like, uh, the school system where we went to school is starting back to school tomorrow. So. Oh, tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Monday also, morning. Also, isn't it technically the last day of summer, like, September 20th? Well, yeah, but it's for... The last day of August is what you mean. No. It's, summer is over once school starts. Just like how Halloween starts the day after my birthday. <laughs> sure, hon. It's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. Why don't you tell the people about our uh, lovely little podcast here? Well, here on this podcast called Sleeping Situation, uh, we host it because we are dating each other and we live in the same home, so this is why we do this. And uh, we have a cat, her name is Ray, she's around. Anyway, on the program, what we do is we're going to chat about our lives real quick, do a little catching up just for funsies. We're going to give you some recommendations of things we enjoy. We're going to review a piece of pop culture. This week it's an album by a band that we really enjoy. Ooh, on the album. Uh, I promise we won't do Beatle voices all that often, but occasionally we will. And uh, then we're going to uh, play a little game. The little game. A fun little game, just for us. Hooray. Coming up on the Sleeping Situation podcast. So, we'll hey. We'll be back after a brief message from our sponsors. If only. That means we would be making money. I would love to sell out. I, I would love to do ads. Are you kidding me? I would love me? to sell out. I'm ready. HelloFresh, uh, MeUndies, get on this. We're, me we're ready. MeUndies, MeUndies. That's, see, we can't do any of them that Bill Burr does, because I would just do the Bill Burr read. I mean, I think that's fine. We can do whatever the hecks we want. What is up, Matt? Well, I've made a delicious cup of tea. Uh, Thank you, Uncle Iroh. <laughs> would you like to join me in a cup of tea? Oh, it's not a very good Uncle Iroh. Um, Delici- I- uh, delectable tea or deadly poison? <laughs> that's such a great bit. Yes, it is. Um, it's a Bigelow vanilla tea, and I put some honey in it. Because uh, I'm re- feeling real sleepy and my throat hurts. I've got a glass of red Moscato because I meant to buy pink and accidentally grabbed the red because on the shelf they look the same. Bon Moscato. Um, that'll never not be funny to me. That's fine. Um, my Well, what's going on this week? Um, well, firstly, my band, The Acronauts, no, just Acronauts, uh, is hitting uh, the studio this week. We're going into the Akron Recording com- Company. Akron Recording Company. Having a time There's today. lots of hard <clears throat> C. I have a problem with hard C sounds. And uh, there's lots of them in that those three words. Akronauts. Akron Recording Company. We both have a slightly scratchy throat, so if our voices crack, don't make fun of us. Yeah, don't make fun I'm, of me. I'm telling you now. Right? Don't make fun um, of me. Yeah, so we're going into mix what is hopefully going to be our first several singles. Um, if not releasing as an EP, we haven't really decided yet. I Craft think th- singles? I think Yes. Um, I believe the consensus is we're going to put out two songs as a single, 
and then maybe once we get like five or six done, put it out. It's an EP. That sounds good to me. Um, I don't know. We're, <clears throat> we're just kind of winging it at this point. But it's uh, it's good to. Uh, I'm glad that we're sort of working on this um, and getting some tunes out to the people. Yeah, the people love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Acronauts uh, tunes. We um, are maybe slightly putting some more effort into house shopping. Um, and I'm already confused and scared, and we haven't done anything yet. And I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to jinx us. That's true. If I'm being honest, that I'm, is like, scared. That is fair. I but wa- you know I, I want to. We're talk looking. About it. Yes. I I found lots of houses that I like. They're just all like half a million dollars. Yeah, we don't have that much money. That's, we ain't got that HelloFresh money. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, 1-800-CONTACTS. Get on this. We will shill all of your products. Yeah. I want a house. I'll sell anything. <laughs> um, okay, we won't talk about it. Well, I was just going to say... We that, can mention that, it. Like, no, I, no well, I don't want to. All right. Because I found one I like, and... Uh, well, somebody else will steal it. You can't give it away. I know. Um... It's like you. It's like our secret recipe. But how, half of the fun for shopping for houses uh, for me has been uh, just finding ones that are actually like feasible options, and then also looking at all the ones that are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Like there's several mansions uh, not too far from here, and some of them are for mm-hmm. sale. And I'm like, oh my god, two million dollars! And then I have to look through all the pictures. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's fun to see. It's fun to nose around. I love that one with the big A-frame in the front. Yeah. With the big windows. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that one was cool. That's like... We can't afford it, though. You know that house, uh, listeners, uh, you know that house in The Incredibles 2 that uh, um, What's-His-Face gives them? What's the guy's name? Uh, what's it? Um, it's the... He's one of those actors. I don't know. Better Call Saul gives them. It's like that house. Oh. It's um, amazing. Um, um, nope, don't, I'll get it. Bob Odenkirk? (laughs) Yes. I did it. Ivy wins. Um, we talked last time about, uh, about me, like, like I got that vocal effects processor thing, and I found some headphones I really liked, um, so they are on the way. They should be here tomorrow or Tuesday, I think. Um. I got a pair of shoes showing up tomorrow. Oh. That I got for, like, $12 with a coupon. There you go. Uh, I also ordered Ivy some new uh, little foam pads for her headphones, um, which are, I guess, my headphones, but she's been using them for the podcast pretty exclusively mm-hmm. um, because they're totally deteriorating. Uh, yeah, when I take them off, it's uh, Flake City. They're real bad. Um, and uh, those are on the way. They'll be here eventually. Someday. Maybe by Christmas. <laughs> we'll see. I think the I think the long end is like October first. That usually doesn't take as long as it says. I think. I think they do shoot a little long. Yeah. Um, like for those things that are coming from like a different country, I feel like it usually doesn't take quite as long as they no estimate. But sometimes it might. Yeah. Um, today I went to the first rehearsal of a new project that I am sort of taking part in. Um, the, it's, the project is called, uh, Shapes of Things. It's basically, like, a tribute to the Yardbirds and the guitar players from the Yardbirds, 
uh, and I'm playing bass for that. And we just had like one rehearsal and went through ten songs ish, and it went really well, and I'm really excited about it. Um, like that's the kind of band that we're actually gonna play some like really cool places. Mm-hmm. Like he's already he's like he want he wants to book Lock Three. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, kind of on my bucket list of things to play. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to maybe get to do that. He said there's... Why was this other place? It's some big theater somewhere. Mm. It's, like, this old, old theater hmm. um, that he's going to try to book. So that's uh, that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Uh, and I get to I get to break out. We're only doing maybe, like, two Led Zeppelin songs, but I get to break out my Led Zeppelin chops at least a little bit. Is there a Led Zeppelin in the Yardbirds? Jimmy Page. Oh. I don't know anything about the Yardbirds. The Yardbirds were an English blues rock psychedelic band. I know I'm, I'm, I know of them. I just don't know their music or who was in it. Uh, but what was I going to say? It's like it's like a supergroup, but it's a supergroup before the other groups. It's the backwards supergroup. Yeah, basically, they all broke apart and made very popular groups. I mean, yeah. I mean, I've I've read that like basically the Yardbirds' greatest contribution was the guitar players that came out of the Yardbirds. Yeah. Um, so there's th- famously three guitar players in the Yardbirds, uh, Eric Clapton, and then Jeff Beck, and then Jimmy Page. Right. Got it. Yes. Um, so that's the tribute. So we're doing Yardbirds tunes, and then like Clapton, Beck, and Zeppelin stuff. Um, Neato. Probably doing some Cream stuff at some point. We're doing a Blind Phase song, which I'm super excited about. Neat. Have I ever played you that record? I don't know. The Blind Faith record? It's so good. It's my favorite Clapton thing. Um, also today, I uh, well, I left rehearsal and then drove to Guitar Center and picked up my 12-string guitar. Uh, and it's super fun so far. i got to do like a neck tweak on it. Um, Sounds dangerous. No, it's just i got to just give a little tweak. Um, but I'm happy to have a 12-string guitar that I can play and pick up. Um, oh, the only other thing is yesterday we did some, uh, we did some bopping around. We were looking at some houses. We went to Big Lots and got some plates. And then we went to the bookstore and I got some, I got a drawing book. It's here. I'll grab it. Yeah, show everybody. I'll show, I'll show everybody. It's called 642 Things to Draw. And it's basically just like a blank book, um, full of lots of drawing prompts. Um, and I love to doodle. And so, um, I was like, that might be a fun thing. Well, we were talking about, like, I think it would be good for me to have a creative outlet that is not music-related, because that's all I do sometimes. Um, so, yeah, I got some drawing books. I also did get, like, a big, just kind of blank drawing pad book, um, which is just wonderfully aesthetically pleasing. It's like a, probably fake, it's not leather, what would you call that? I mean, it's almost like... Snakeskin, crocodile-y. Yeah, I don't know what it's it is. It's like patterned leather-ish yeah. stuff. I mean, it's fake. Yeah. Um, but it's red, and it's large, and I mm-hmm. love it. Um, we're trying to find, like, just a regular old journal, but you can't just buy a black book with lines in it. Just not there. I guess so. I was... It made me mad, because everyone I pulled out, I was like, ooh, this one looks nice, and I pull it out, and it's like, don't let your dreams die, and I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, that's what they said, definitely. I mean, Don't they, let your dreams die. They were all that level of uh, cheese ball. I mean, yeah. I was I was just teasing. Okay. It, you, you did a funny, and I liked it. Okay. 
Do you want to write any louder into the microphone? Am I writing loud into the microphone? I can hear it in the microphone. I can't. I'm sorry. I didn't know I wasn't allowed to doodle. <laughs> no, you can doodle. I. You know what? It, it's just you press really hard. Yeah, I do. And so, like, it's I can just hear. I'm sorry. I'll try not to do that, but I'm, I like to doodle. I'm mostly just picking on you. Can you hear that? When, I can hear myself doing it. I can't tell if it's through the microphone. I think it's... I don't... It doesn't matter. Uh, you should doodle to your heart's... In, uh, you tried to say content and desire at the I same did. time. I felt it. Yep. <laughs> I, why don't you talk for a bit? Uh, I suppose I could talk. Except I'm going to write myself a note. Because content and desire is a good title, possibly. Uh, it's pumpkin time. I said it once, I'll say it again. It's pumpkin time. I painted my nails orange today. I'm now using an orange pencil with an orange eraser. We went on a walk and we saw an orange car. We also saw an orange chair somebody threw out with the trash and a pumpkin on somebody's porch. So And orange flowers. And orange flowers. We did see orange. Like, I painted my nails orange and now I can see nothing but orange. And I want that time. orange chair. Go back for it. Yeah, but it's probably full of bugs. Yeah. If it's been outside for any length of time. Sad days. Anyway, I'm just called. very excited for fall. And uh, it's pumpkin time. I bought a pumpkin at Big Lots. It's a little pumpkin with fake cactuses and succulents in it, and it's very cute. Cacti? Cacti. It's, I think either is correct. Cacti or cactuses. I believe it's one of those. Uh, you can look it up, because I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm looking at that. Um, I sent a picture of it to my friends Tabby and Kat, and Kat sent me a picture back of the same white pumpkin that I think I was looking at. But I didn't get that bigger white one, and I kind of want to go back and get it, but I'm thinking about it. I'm just ready to decorate and wear sweaters and be cozy and drink hot chocolate, and that's all I want in life. Uh, the most exciting thing that happened to me this week is that my air fryer came. Uh, that was the best thing of all time. Uh, I don't know how many of you have air fryers. This thing is three times as big as I thought it was going to be. It is like... I thought it was going to be, I was saying, like, blender size. Like, not quite as tall, but, like, if you took just, like, the like the cup glass part, glass part of a blender, like, that's kind of how big I thought it was going to be. Like, sort of small, maybe a little bit rounder than that. Like, a, uh, like the, the diameter of a large can of peanuts <laughs> and the height of a blender is what I was expecting. What I got was a large barrel... With an eyeball on the front. It's big. It's big. I, I think I thought it was going to be bigger than you thought it was going to be, but I was not expecting it to be that big. Yeah, it's like the drawer where you put the food in is like only not even quite half of it. It's like about half of the height of it, and then the rest of it is like where the heating element is. I'm, I want to give people an idea how large this thing actually is. Um, if it was entirely hollow, you could comfortably fit a basketball in it. Yeah. It's about the size of a basketball, at least. Yeah. At least around. It's slightly, I mean, it's slightly taller yeah. than that. But. Definitely about the diameter of a basketball, I would say. Let's uh, just spend the rest of the podcast trying to describe how large the air The length of a Barbie is. skateboard. <laughs> uh, it was just, I, I just thought of that today for some reason. I really? don't know why. It just popped into my head. She's, her videos are great. She did a whole video on cutting her hair with toenail clippers. And she cut her hair with toenail clippers. That sounds She's so horrible. Weird. But actually, it turned out pretty good. Um, anyway, Makara Tours on YouTube. Look her up. Um, 
But yeah, it came and I got real excited, even though I had a real bad headache, I needed to try the fryer because I was just so excited. So I got, uh, I had like frozen, like home fries, like hash brownie things in the freezer. So I put them in the basket and I cooked them up and it worked. It did the thing. Uh, so I'm excited to start playing around with other things in there. I bought some salmon today to make in it, uh, for me, not for you. Uh, that sounds mean. Fish. What? I am not going to stand for the blatant lies because you've told me every time I've been like, I want to make fish. You go, I don't like fish and I, I don't like shellfish and I don't like. I don't like. Sh- I've never had shellfish. Um, you've never had a shrimp in your whole entire life. Oh, I have. I hate shrimp. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean like. No, fish I'm just super particular about. You've told me for your entire life that you don't like fish. You've never once said that you're okay with fish until this moment right now. I don't prefer fish. We, I'm not talking to you about this because I'm mad and you can't have any of my salmon. Uh, okay. Because I got it for me because you claimed that you don't like fish. That's fine. I don't like fish. Oh, my God. I hate you. <laughs> um, but I want to make, like, zucchini in it. I want to put veggies in it. I, want, I bought frozen french fries to make in there. I'm uh, I'm all on board for uh, zucchinis in that thing. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. You know you can make deep-fried Oreos in there? That sound, why would you do that to Oreos? You wrap Oreos in a crescent roll, in like crescent roll dough, and put it in there. All right, you've convinced me. You've never had a, a fried Oreo? No. They just, have them at like fairs and stuff, and that, they, they sold them at the park. Why don't, here's what, here's an acceptable alternative. You could just hit me in the stomach with a baseball bat. It would probably hurt, but I mean, this is not going to use oil. Yeah. So it's basically just going to be like dough and cookie. So, like, it's not going to be as disgusting. Uh, so, anyway, very, very excited to try more things in there. I want to try, like, chicken in there. You can make wings. You can make meatballs. I want to try that. Um, all kinds of stuff. Very cool. Uh, this is how I know I'm an adult, because I am so excited to cook things in there. Um, I've been playing Stardew Valley again, and no one danced with me at the flower dance, and it was the saddest thing that's ever happened. I tried to uh, get in under the wire. I know why it happened. It's because I didn't have any, like, enough of relationship parts with anybody. But I tried to get in under the wire. I gave Sebastian a whole bunch of gifts, and then he wouldn't dance with me. And then I asked every single other person, and none of them would dance with me. And it's actually so funny. Like, I was laughing, but also made me sad inside. Because some of them were like, oh, no, sorry, I'm going to ask somebody else. And some of the other ones went like, ew, no. Like, they're like, I, that's weird. I don't want to dance with you. Uh... And so I was like, well, my heart is broken forever and ever now. I was so sad. Uh, so upsetting. And, uh, yeah, I was going to mention going to the bookstore, hitting up the big lots. Uh, but we already touched on that, I guess. Got some books at the bookstore. I got a book by an author I really like named Jennifer E. Smith. And uh, it was $4 because there is a, a big blowout sale. Big summer blowout. Uh, so that's it. I was going to say something else and now I've forgotten. And I don't think I have anything else interesting to talk about. So should we move on to everybody's favorite segment? Yes. It's things of the week. Things of the week. Bop. <clears throat> Go ahead. Firstly, uh, I'd like to give proper props. Prop. Yes. To this mug that I'm using. That I, is a good mug. I love this mug. Picture in your brain. A coffee mug, a white coffee mug, with two half rainbows, 
that begin on either side of the handle and curve up to the top of the mug. That is what it looks like. This mug is absolutely older than I am. Yep. And uh, my mother had them forever, and she was going to get rid of them, and I was morally offended. It's a good mug. So uh, I took both of them, and I'm really glad I did because I like them. You have two of those? Mm-hmm. I thought we only had one of those. There's another one up there. Oh. Um, I... I've been uh, made a couple of ham and Swiss sandwiches this week. I love a ham and Swiss sandwich. Ham and American is okay. Ham and Swiss is better. The only time I like Swiss cheese is if it's on a hot ham sandwich. So it's like melty. Yeah. Hot ham. And um, it's with ham makes the Swiss cheese taste bearable. Ivy Anything has, else, Swiss cheese is disgusting. Ivy has wrong opinions about cheese. Um... We started playing uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon a bit. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, a slippery slope. But uh, I've been having fun. Yeah. Mostly Ivy's been playing, and I've been watching her and telling her what to do. But uh, that's that's fine, right? It's fun when you drive sometimes, too. I know. We call it uh, you drive if it's like you are the one controlling the game. Yeah. Usually what happens is... Um, Ivy builds a ride, and then she's like, I don't know how to get the paths out of here. And she's like, build the paths. I am not good at the paths sometimes. I am spatially very stupid. I and mean, that's, I'll stand by that. It's also just hard to build paths in that game. Yeah, it is. Um, so that's usually my uh, my job, is I am the path builder. Um, what else? Uh, I listen to... Abbey Road this week, and uh, I've determined that that might be the best produced album ever. It sounds so good. Golden slumbers in your eyes. Will I blow out the microphone if I do it? I don't know. Smiles away, you win, you ride. You did a little bit. I was just, I was going to wait because I figured you were going to do it anyhow. How was that, everybody? Is my, uh, is my Paul McCartney good? I think my impression of him is pretty good. His, like, that voice. Yeah. You can do, like, two or three songs. I can do Why Don't We Do It in the Road Like Nobody's Business. Yeah. I can do Oh Darlin' Like Nobody's Business. I won't right now, <laughs> but. Um, I've also been, uh, still listening to Leanne Le Havis. I listened back mm-hmm. through that new record and then listened through her, I guess, next to most recent LP, which is called Blood. It's very good. Blood. It's very Blood. Um, We've been talking about muffins, that video it's muffins come up a, a lot times. lately. Cunningham muffins. Um, that's one for the millennials in the crowd. All our exciting new flavors. Um, we, uh, I think we all take for granted uh, how good the Audio Tree and KEXP videos are. They look and sound amazing, and there's so many good bands on there. Um, I discovered a new band this week on an Audio Tree session called Remo Drive. Uh, they're very cool. I'm is that the weird to... one? Huh? Is that the weird one? No, the weird one is called, what were they called? I forget every time. Idols. Oh, yeah. I D. E L no I D L E S. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to listen to them more because that's that's a sound. Yeah, it's weird. And I don't know if I like it, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. Uh, no, Remo Drive is way just kind of like hopping mm. alt rock. I think you showed me that too. I just forgot. I did. Um, 
what uh, what spurred the audio tree wormhole was uh, I've been listening to Company of Thieves a lot, mm-hmm. and the Company of Tree the Company of Thieves audio tree session is amazing. Um, I mean, they put like the whole set; it's like a half an hour set, mm-hmm. uh, and that was like my introduction to that band, and I was like, oh. This band's great. Um, so I've been pretty much just listening to Death of Communication on repeat. I've been listening to them a bit lately, just so, because you've been listening to them so enough. Good. They're so good. Um, I they broke up, though, didn't they? Yes. Boo. Uh, yeah. Boo. Anyway. And then Genevieve was like, put out a pop record, and I was like, no. <laughs> Happens sometimes. Happens a lot, and it's upsetting to me. Um, but anyway, Genevieve is a great name. It is a great name. Genevieve. Yes. Uh, those are my things of the week. What are your things of the week? This week, my things of the week include, in in addition to listening to some Company of Thieves, I've been listening to The Neighborhood a lot. Uh, really like their music. They're very. I don't even know. They're hip hoppy, but they're also like uh, sort of a an indie nonsense band. Indie nonsense? Yeah, they're, like, darker and more hip-hoppy than the 1975, but sort of in that same realm-ish. I'm sure I've played them for you before, but uh, check out The Neighborhood. Uh, Is that the one with the upside-down house on the cover? Yeah, Yeah, I have listened to it. Yeah, it's good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like that album. Their newer stuff is good, also. Uh, So they've come out with a couple albums since then. Uh, I like it. You have to Um, play me some. I will. Uh, Also, I've been watching Haikyuu Season 4. It's only in the subtitled right now. Uh, there's no dub yet, but it's real good. I'm getting to the good stuff. Love it. Um, I have a new favorite video ever, and it's <laughs> it's a TikTok, and it's so good that it warrants the app TikTok existing. And I can recite it to you in full. It is a Russian man. You don't see him. You only see his socks and his cat. He's holding the phone. The cat is standing on its back feet with its front paws already in the air before he goes to pet it. And he says, black cat is not bad luck, is good luck. I have black cat, see, him face, and I am not dead today, good luck. And all the while he's just like scratching the cat on the head and the cat's got its arms up around his hand. And that's the whole video and it's my favorite thing in the entire world. I keep saying black cat is not bad luck, is good luck. I'm lucky that that's, like, one of the few accents I can kind of do. I'm very bad at accents. I'm worse at accents than I am at, like, general impressions. And I'm already not that good at impressions most of the time. But the East Asian, no, Western European uh, accent is something I can sort of uh, uh, approximate. Down in the Finland, you call disco with the reindeer. And the black cat is not bad luck. See him face. Anyway, that was just fun for me and no one else. Also, I've been (laughs) reading manga on the Shonen Jump app. I don't remember if I've mentioned this or not, but it's like $2 a month or something to subscribe, and you got, like, more manga than you can read in your entire lifetime, probably, on there. Uh, So they have Haikyuu, they have My Hero, they have the the spinoff of My Hero, they have, uh, like, uh, all sorts. Of, I, I might start um, Demon Slayer is supposed to be really good, so I might try that. All kinds of stuff. Uh, and it's, like, super cheap for how much content you have on there. It's incredible. Uh, 
Finally, I've been in the mood for fruity teas lately. I bought a raspberry tea today. I still really like that iced passion fruit tea from uh, Tazo. I still get the passion tango iced tea lemonade from Starbucks when I go. Fruity teas are where it's at. Things of the week. Nobody raspberries big helmet. Bop. Is that a space balls? Yeah. Okay, I don't remember that. But it's when I... they jam the radar. Oh. And it comes running down the screen. They just like. Oh, like yes. said, and he goes, raspberry. <laughs> Very good. All right, would you like to tell the people what we're doing next? Well, would I? Um, would I? <laughs> there you go. Would you? Uh, now it is time for review time. And this week we are reviewing an album of music from a band that is an old band and they're they're not old band they're they're they've been around a minute they're a middle-aged band uh and they uh put out a new record and the band is the killers and the album is imploding the mirage this is their seventh lp they slipped out like six without me knowing about them yeah uh (laughs) but uh yeah it just came out uh what a couple weeks ago like last week i think oh very recently we're on top of it maybe two weeks i forget but so we can't recently. be that on top of No, I'm releases. pretty sure it was like last week. All right, we're doing all right then. Um, but yeah, this is the newest album from The Killers. Where are The Killers from? Vegas, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. Some place where bands aren't from. I think they're from Las Vegas. That sounds right. I don't know. I think so. Ivy, what did you think of this album? Um, overall, I was pretty impressed. It is very 80s inspired, and here's what I came up with to describe what it sounds like. The whole thing is giving me Tom Petty vibes, but it's Tom Petty meets, like, the 1975 meets Panic at the Disco meets The Police. It's, like, very, like, electronic, but there's some country stuff kind of, there's, like, a sort of a twang to it, some of it, but it's also kind of new wavy. There's a lot of, like, things going on in it, but I think it all, like, jives together pretty well. And uh, I liked it. What did you think overall? I didn't like it. I didn't think you would. Uh, get ready, folks, because this is going to be one of those episodes uh, where Ivy has lots of nice things to say about an album, and then I just immediately just negate all of them. Uh I guess I could go first. I could be. I could do all my. Well, that's not. That's not how this works, is it? So, what did you like about it? Say some nice things. I will say some nice things. Um, I didn't hate all of the lyrics. Um, I think they're pretty spot on. I think in general their lyrics are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I don't think that the music was bad. I think it was mostly I just didn't like it. Mm. Um, you know, there's definitely some like big full productions, and it has that kind of dancey thing to it. Mm-hmm. However, I do like uh, his singing, and I think he has a really cool voice. And uh, that's about what I liked about it. I see. Um, I thought it was very hooky, like the melodies, uh, are very earwormy and very, like, you can groove to them, you can follow along, so the, the melodies are gonna hook you in, at least for me. Um, good soundtrack potential. The, I think it's the, maybe it's just the production that makes me think of it, but, like, the very big sort of 
feels like you're in a giant arena sort of production. Or like you're on standing on top of a mountain with your arms in the air like Rocky. Like it just feels very soundtracky. So if that's something you're into, uh, it's got that. Um, it's just like it's blending a lot of genres, a lot of like vibes as far as I could hear. I was getting like just like these random like country-ish sort of things every once in a while, which was kind of cool because it's, you know, it's like synths and stuff and like very electric guitar and whatnot, but every once in a while there was, like, a, a twangy thing that would happen, and, like, it kind of worked. And that's what made me think of Tom Petty, I think, just every once in a while. There was, like, either a vocal thing or, like, a guitar thing that just went a little bit more, like, I don't know, West Coast country-ish sound. Um, but there's, like, a little bit of hip-hop in, like, one or two songs. It's, like, just the beat, um... There's, you know, lots of, like, electro-pop or, like, new wavy kind of stuff. I just think it blends all the things that it's doing together pretty well. Um, everything they're doing genre-bending-wise works for me. Um, very chill, very, like, deserty pop. Uh, it's full of bops. Every song you can bop to. So if you're looking for chill bops, that's what this is. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, I love his voice. That's, like, one of my favorite things about The Killers is he has such a unique voice, so, like, that's always going to work for me. And, uh, yeah, I think it was well put together. So what uh, grievances have you to air? I got a bunch. Uh, and uh, I'm a little concerned that maybe I just wasn't listening to this right. I was driving when I was listening to it, but I listen to a lot of that's music fine. when I'm driving. I don't think that's a problem. Um I thought this, it was incredibly boring. Hmm. Like, every song sounded exactly the same to me. I think a lot of them are similar sounding. It does sit in one, I think there's little things in some of them that sure. are different, but I agree that it's a very uniform sound, rather than being um, more varied. Yeah, it's, it. well, it's just like, it kind of sits in a space and everything is, like, in the same tempo mm -hmm. and has the same sounds on it. Mm -hmm. um, I said uh, it's mixed like a contemporary worship album, uh, which is not a compliment. Mm. Uh, it just, it seems very safe. Mm. Like, they just went for, they just put on the presets and that was how they mixed it. Um, uh, you know, it has those big, wide Brian Adams 80s synths. That I just hate. I just, it's very 80s for sure. I just... Those, like, big, you know, bottom-of-a-well reverbed mm -hmm. synthesizers. I just can't stand that sound. And I think I think I could if it had any sort of punch to it. Mm -hmm. This album has no punch. Yeah, I can, I can see that. That's fair. It is only... It is only chill. There is yeah. no punch. Um, I... I don't I don't want to keep harping on hot fuss or bringing it back to hot fuss. So I will make I will make the exception. I think hot fuss and Samstown <gasps> integrate synthesizers much better. Mm -hmm. I think that that is one of the things that I liked so much about those first two records and especially hot fuss was they have the synthesizers, and they have that kind of electric, kind of um, upbeat sort of dance feel. 
<laughs> but there's still electric guitar and there's still bass. Like it feels like a rock album. That's it's like a it's like a rock album of dance songs. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. vice versa, a dance album of rock songs. Yeah. Like cuz cuz they all have that sort of hop to it, but there's still some grit to it. Yeah. Um and this has none of that. Yeah. Uh there's very very little guitar at all. Mm. Uh there's very very little bass at all. Yeah. Um it's mostly synths. If the bass is there, it's buried. Mm. Um and that's super disappointing to me. Uh it it was you know, it, it seems like this has taken away most of the things that I liked about the killers. Yeah. And and now, just they left all the things that I don't really like. Are we uh, human, or are we a dancer? Yes. Um, it just, uh, you know, it just. The first couple have that kind of grit to them, and there's interesting turns, and they're trying to do something that's kind of daring. Mm-hmm. Um, even like Sam's Town feels very concept album y. Yeah. Um, and I think the way that Hot Fuss is mixed and the way that it, it is a dance album, but it has rock and roll guitar in it and it has those bass hooks, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And this one is just not. It's yeah. just very safe and it's very like. it. I don't want to say they're phoning it in. Mm hmm. Because I don't think they are, because I think they did the thing that they intended to do. Yeah. But what they intended to do was really bland, I guess. Um, mm. That's a really terrible album title. That yeah, is, I don't love it. That's the most, like, like we're trying to be a really deep and esoteric high school, like, prog band, imploding the mirage. Yeah, it's like, what does that mean? They're like yeah, it sounds like the worst high school prog rock band. Like they're super into Yes and Rush. Yeah. Uh, and I hate the album cover. I think this is really stupid. I don't even remember what it is. <laughs> exactly. Those are uh, those are most of my big complaints. Uh, what uh, sort of grievances do you have to air? Um, not too many. I mean, I think you make good points. I don't necessarily disagree with you. For a lot of it. Um, but I think those things bother me less than you do. I, I'm fine with, like, the 80s sort of sound. I do think one of my points is, like, I think that production goes a little too corny at times. Um, it is not aged well. Yeah. For I sure. I think there's there's something to it. So, like, if I'm going to compare it to the 1975, which is a very, like, 80s sort of sound. But they have modernized it somehow. And I don't know how to explain how that is, but a lot of their, like, synthy stuff sounds a lot more modern than this does. This sounds very, like, this album could have been 30 years old. Yeah. I think, I think what it is about the 1975 that makes it maybe slightly more modern sounding is that, one, it has very kind of modern pop drums to it. Yeah. The way they mix the drums is very modern. Mm -hmm. And it feels like there's a lot more separation between, like, the drums and the synths and the bass and the keyboard, or the, the vocals. Yeah. and Like, like the, they all have their own sort of lane. Yeah. Whereas that 80s thing is just all of it very loud all at the same time. Yeah, it's not such, like, a big, overwhelming, like, patch that they use, I feel like. Yeah. And like, yeah. So there's just, like, something to the production of it that I don't think it was every song. If I'm going to make an example, there was one song sort of in the middle was, like, Fire or Burn or something like that. What was the name of the song? I don't know. 
something about fire or something. Um, but that was the one that I remember sitting through. I was like, I like this, but like the production on the synth is just like too, it's a little too cheesy, a little too on the nose. It's fire in bone is what it's called. Yeah. And like, I didn't hate the song, but I just thought that the synth sounded kind of the, yeah. um, I think there are two songs with featured artists and the featured artists added nothing. I was not crazy about that. I had that same thought. Yeah. Um, in in general, I don't listen to a band to listen to other bands. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, if it's serving some sort of purpose or if it adds something, but I mean, I didn't think these did, so I didn't really care. I every time it would have been the same song with or without them, so that's why I was like, well, what's the point? Yeah, I mean, every time I've like listened to a song and there's like a featured artist, it's just I don't care. I think that's what it is. It's like I don't care who this person is. Like, unless you have somebody insane on there. Um, I mean, it's it's a very pop music thing to do. It's not really well, a rock and roll or a, you know, indie band thing to do. Maybe that's why I don't like it's it. It's a very pop sort of thing. And it, I mean, most of the time it's for cross-promotion. It's not really for, like, artistic purposes. It's for, right. like, is, wouldn't it, we could sell more records if also Beyonce was on this or if also, right. you know, whoever was on this. Um I feel like. I mean, sometimes it's like, because you're doing a duet, so like you need like a female and a male voice or something. But like. I mean, that I can see. You know. Um, but it's, you know, it's technically one person's song and then they get somebody else to sing the second part. All right. You but know, like, okay. Here's the only ones that I've ever really liked um, is uh, Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. They did. Um, was that a Heartbreaker song? What's that song called? Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Yeah. Um, that was a good one. Uh, there's an Old Brother song that Andy Hall sings on. That sounds good. That was cool. And then uh, John Foreman did that Reliant K song. Uh, mm. But that's about it. And the only other one, here's the other thing, is, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting it's you. Right. And I feel like I'm, I'm just stealing no, all okay. your talking. Um, any, yeah, any time I see, like, a featured artist, like, oh, featuring so-and-so, I, it, mm-hmm. it feels like they're like, you should care about this. Yeah. And it's like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the greatest example of a featured artist is Eric Clapton on While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Because nowhere on that album does it mm-hmm. say the name Eric Clapton. Nowhere. So yeah. un- unless you, like, know, you'll never know. Well, You know what I mean? And I wouldn't even necessarily call that a featured artist. He was just, like, he was just playing session guitar. Yeah. Basically. So it's not even really a featured artist. Yeah. Because I, I Cause fu- it wasn't about him. It was just about right. the song. Like, I thought about that, and it's like, you know, why don't I... Because I'll geek out about, like, who's playing bass on stuff. Yeah. Or who, you know, like, ooh, this is that drummer on, you know, from the thing. But because it makes a difference in the music. Right. And it's also, like, it's not like they're putting them there to, like, ooh, look who we got on the record. Like, mm-hmm. like Pino plays on the Harry Styles record. Yeah. But they're not like, ooh, look, we got Pino. Like. Most people don't know who that is. I know. That's fair. People who listen to that kind of music. I only know who he is because of you. If you, if I, if you didn't well, tell yeah. me, I wouldn't know who that is. Sure. So that's also a point. But, like, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, part of it is I'm a geek. <clears throat> um, and it, it is cool to me that, like, other musicians play on other musicians' stuff. But I don't like when it's kind of shoved in my face a lot. You know, it would be one thing if it was, like, you know, Pino plays on She. That's the Harry Styles mm-hmm. song. It would be one thing if it was like that. It would be another thing if it was like she featuring Pino and he takes like a five minute bass solo in the middle. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, 
you just got Pino so you could play the bass solo. Like, it's not like you just got him to play bass. It's mm-hmm. it's a whole other thing. It's a very uh, complicated thing in my brain, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I see your list of of uh, allowed featured songs. Oh. And I raise you uh, "Smooth" by Carlos Santana featuring <laughs> Rob Thomas. The most important collaboration of our time. All right. I um I saw this is all right. Here's a, a sidebar. I saw an article um, the other day that was the New American Songbook. Okay. And it was talking about how most of like the old jazz standards and stuff people don't know anymore. Yeah. You know, like all the things that used to be, if you're going to be a musician, you knew these songs. Yeah. Everybody knew, you know, Summertime by Gershwin um, was some of the, uh, you know, Autumn Leaves. I was going to say Autumn Leaves. Uh, all the, those yeah. sorts of songs. Um, the Entertainer. Yeah. Um, but they said that, you know, a lot of that has kind of died away, and mm-hmm. it's, they they were basically like, what music from now are we going to remember in 50 years? Yeah. And that one was on there. Nice. And I was like, really? And that was like, kind of, yeah. Um, well, because it's like, it's like Latin, but it's also like rock, like, you know, radio rock. Yeah. Kind of, it's a, it's an interesting uh, fusion, if I do say it so is. myself. I'll have to find that list. Um, yeah, I, I, would like I found it that. on... On Firefox, it, like, pops up with the pocket recommendations. Oh. It was in there. I don't remember who did it, though. I'll see if I can find it. All right. Um, but it was interesting. Yeah. I know uh, Hey Ya was on there. Oh, yeah. That song's going to last a long time, yeah. I think. There's just um, something about that song. I forget what else. Uh, Crazy in Love. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else? I guess it doesn't matter, does it? I don't know. I'll, I'll look at it. All right. Um, I mean, we pretty much covered all my grievances. You, you said a lot, um, and I would pretty much agree. Uh, so, uh, what sort of a rating would you give this album? Uh, overall rating, I said no thank you. Uh, <laughs> no thank you out of ten? Yeah. Uh, somebody li- might like this, but it's not me. Um, I don't think <clears throat> that this is a bad album, per se, uh, because, again, I think the thing that they set out to do, they did it mm-hmm. well. I just don't like what they did. Yeah. Um, I, it's, I said it's just took away all of the things that I really loved about The Killers. I said, like, a four. All right. I give it a seven out of ten. Um, I enjoyed it. I had a fine enough time listening to it. I will probably listen to at least some of the songs again. Um, it's really hard to not compare it. Like, it's almost impossible for me. Because I agree that, like, the things I like most about them is everything that happens on Hot Fuss. Uh, you know, like, the bass hooks and stuff. And, the bass like, hooks. Like, the breakdowns and the how it punches you in the face every five seconds, mm-hmm. like, in the best way. So, I do miss that, and I do wish it was more like that. But at the same time, because it, it leans more towards the later, you know, it's it's still on, the, it's not like they went back to their roots on this, they, mm-hmm. which would have been great, but they didn't do. It's definitely more along the lines of the day and age, I think, is the first, is the album with humans on it. Um, Battleborn is the one after that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like some songs on both of those, not as well, but um, but but being that it it is that and not what they used to do, I think it's sort of good as its own I, I can enjoy it as its own thing, but in comparison, it does make it less exciting. Yes. Uh, but yeah, 7 out of 10. Um, I think another thing that I like so much about the first album was, because I, I was thinking about it, one is the hooks. 
Mm-hmm. This album, I failed to hear any hooks. Um, I think it had some. But, but also the fact that every song in this one sounds the same. And there are wildly different songs on Hot Fuss. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, just even between... Um, what's the one slow song in there? I can't, re- I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I don't know which one you mean. Um, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, but there's just lots of you know, kind of varied moods and tempos and mm-hmm. sounds. Um, there's some that are, like, super guitar-heavy. There's some that are super synth-heavy. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder why they don't do that anymore, other than just, like, people making even stronger comparisons. Here's the thing. Like, I think that's why they changed sort of their sound. Here's, but it's, here's it's something bad. that I noticed. Uh, on the Spotify profile, there's mm-hmm. only three people in the picture. Mm. I have a feeling like their original guitar player left. Oh. I mean, not like you couldn't find somebody else. Right. There's a million... On a related note, <laughs> if you ever need a bass player... Call me. Hit me up. <laughs> You'll be in the Killers. I would love that gig. Are you kidding? You'd join the Killers. I would join the Killers. That sounds fine. Uh, cool. We ready to move on? We are. I think we've said what we need to say. So let's go on to game time. It's game time. Game time. And uh, today on Game Time, we're playing Top 5, which is the game where we rank the top five something, and we compare our lists and see uh, what's going on. So, hey, we are thinking along the same lines. Uh, This idea, I think, vaguely came up on the last episode, but we're going to do our top five debut albums by any band. I think as a result of The Killers. I think that's that's what happened. We'll get there. So uh, we're just going to rank our top five debut albums. So it's the first full album put out by an artist. Full album. Full album. So like some of these people may have had like an EP or something, but like, whatever. Yes. You want to go first? Um, I will kindly ask you to go first. I, I, w- I was going to say I would like you to go first, but Why? I don't know. Because I, I feel like all I've done is talk over you and interrupt you. All right, you this well, week. I'll go first. Then. And I'm, I'm sorry, I feel bad. That's okay, I'll go first. Thank uh, you. So, uh, well, I'll get to that. Um, number five, I put Roberts and Cowards by Cold War Kids. Oh, hell yeah. Hell I yeah. didn't even think about that one. Yeah. Um, that is a great album. Like, I don't really have, like, points to argue for these. It's just, like, I think that's a really good debut album. Like, it's there's, super good. That album's full of bangers. It sounds great. Listen to Cold War Kids. Also super unique. Yeah. Like, that has a really great sound, and I think that's that's another band that is just kind of, like, yeah. real mellowed out. And Yeah, uh, it's it's definitely not as, uh, not as kicky in the face as it used to be. Which I think is a little their bad, second but. record's pretty good. I mean, I think the first couple albums are all pretty good. There are songs on all of them I like, but the first album especially I can listen to all the way through every time and be like, yes. Yes. Uh... Hang Me Up to Dry. We need to get that one on vinyl. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, number four is Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not by Arctic Monkeys. Um, it's not my favorite Arctic Monkeys album, if I'm being honest. AM is my favorite Arctic Monkeys album. But uh, I think as far as a debut album goes, this one is very good. <laughs> I mean, it it also puts out those sort of kick-you-in-the-face vibes. It's it's full of real, real uh, hard... Hard rockin' tunes, man. Dude. Uh, I'm bad at talking about music, so I won't, but I think that's a good album. Um, Number three is My Aim is True by Elvis Costello. Mm. Um, 
again, I don't have anything intelligent to say, but I think that's a really good album, and I don't think I knew that it was their first album. I looked up some lists and stuff to help me like come up I with ideas too. for this, just because there's so many albums, so it's hard to think of. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, that album is really good. Like, I'm not even the world's biggest Elvis Costello fan. Like, I like him, I just like don't know that much about him or like his whole discography. But I love discography. I said that horribly, and uh, I just really like that album. Number two is "A Fever You Can't Sweat Out" by Panic at the Disco. Uh, they came out to make a statement with that one because they did some real like, uh, what's the word I want? Weird. Avant garde. <laughs> Avant garde is what I was trying to think of. Yes. Like weird baroque. It's pop punk, but it's also like, you know, French Revolution Baroque weird organ stuff or whatever. Um, and, you know, everybody says that's their best one. It's not my favorite, again, uh, but it's, it's up there. I'm not saying I don't like it when I say it's not my favorite. I just mean, like, my favorite album is a different one. I mean... I'm not saying that as, like, an insult. Yeah, I, <laughs> four out of my five on here are not my are favorite not, albums by that artist. But as a debut album, I think it's great. Yeah. Um, that one just came out with something to say, I think, and it, it just, like, it's just such an interesting style, and it has evolved since then, um, but I just think they went for it, and I, I think it works. Um, honorable mentions. I love Hosier's first album. I can listen to that whole thing a zillion times. It's very good. Um, I love Halsey's first album. Uh, I've listened to that ten billion times. It's great. I put this in honorable mentions, but it really should be, like, number one, but I didn't want to count it, is, uh, McCartney one. I don't count it as a debut album, yeah. but that's, that seems wrong. But as the first record by Paul McCartney as a solo artist, uh, one of my favorite records sure. of all time, and everybody knows this. You know, so. that's considered, like, like not a good album. I don't understand. Like, there's that. a lot of people that hate that album. I don't understand, because I love every I single love thing that in that album. entire album. And I understand, like, some of it is, like, demos that aren't finished. And I don't care. Yeah. Like, I love it exactly how it is. Like, that's why I like it. Is that, like, oh, this song, like, kind of has lyrics, but also doesn't. Is Paul McCartney the first artist to ever put out a demos album? A demo EP? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what this is, right? Yeah. But isn't there, um, on one of, like, the Beatles anthology, there's, like, Junk is on it. It was going to be a Beatles song? Yeah. Yeah. But even then, like, it's still kind of unfinished. Mm -hmm. I think it's cool. Um, yeah, so I, I threw that in my honorables because I at least wanted to mention it, even though I just didn't think it was fair to say, oh, when Paul McCartney went out on his own, this little-known guy. Sure. Uh, I get, yeah, that's, yeah. that's fair. It just didn't seem fair. Um, number one is Hot Fuss, and we talked about it a zillion times already, but The Killers came out the gate, first album, what even year was that, 2004 or something? I don't know. Sounds about right Let's to me. See. Uh, 2006, maybe, if I had to take a stab? 2004. All right, see, I was correct. Uh, came out the gate and were like, we are The Killers and you're gonna love this album, it doesn't matter who you are or where you live in the world. This album is the best thing ever, and uh, they were right. And that's my list. What okay. you got? Uh, as I uh, imagined, we have none of the same albums. You that's... didn't put Hot Fuss? Oh, my God. Let me talk. How dare you? I put It's on my honorable mentions. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're incorrect. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Like, I know we're sick of talking about it because it's been two episodes <laughs> now, but I don't care. I just... All right. It's a great record. Sure. <laughs> wow. You've offended all my ancestors. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, then, I guess I'll just read my list and you can judge me forever. I mean, I have an idea of what some of them are probably going to be. Okay. I have some guesses. I would like you to guess. Can you guess? Led Zeppelin. 
uh, CCR, uh, Chicago, Steely Dan. Oh, I didn't even think about Chicago. That's a great record. Oh, I Tom did, Petty. The I first did, Tom Petty album is pretty good. That should have been in my. Uh, mm. It's got American Girl on it. It has American. It has the best Tom Petty song on it. It has a uh, breakdown and American Girl, and that's mostly what it has mm. going for it. I. It's okay. Um, I didn't. Yeah. Steely Dan. I forgot to write those. I I did think of that, and I will put uh, Chicago on there for sure. Um, I did think of Steely Dan, but I forgot to write it. All right. Um, uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Number five is the album I would assume is responsible for every indie rock band that's been started in the last 20 years. Is this it? Oh. Is this it? Uh, from what I've... By? The Strokes. You have to say that for anybody who might not know. How can you not know, is this it? My parents listen to this podcast. That's true. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, is this it by the Strokes? 2001. Um, I like they're kind of the band that's single-handedly responsible for reintroducing rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I think because yeah, it's they like, kind of started indie rock. Yeah, I mean it's like at least that sort of flavor. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely from there you get the Killers and Arctic Monkeys and Franz Ferdinand and all of those sort of bands come mm-hmm. after that. Um, but again, uh, you know, such a unique and direct artistic statement that they've just never been able to get again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's not that they've ever put out a bad record, I don't think, but it's just, you know, coming out of the gate with that. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that they say, it's like the worst thing that ever happened to that band Mm -hmm. was, is this it? Because it's, everyone just goes, meh. Not as good as is this it. Yeah. What you gonna do? Yeah. Um, number four is the Jimi Hendrix experience. Oh, yeah. Are I you experienced? About that one. Um, I think in terms of albums that broke everything. Right. Uh, I mean, there's some wild stuff on there. Um, especially, you know, if you think about where guitar was in 1967. I mean, you pretty much have, like, Eric Clapton. And Peter Green, and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, as far as, like, guitar guys. Yeah. I mean, there's Chuck Berry was around, for sure, and, um, you know, the, the blues guys, B.B. King. But, um, I think Hendrix definitely did something with that instrument that nobody has done before mm-hmm. him, and arguably no one has done after him. Yeah. Um, I put it slightly low. Um, I might have wanted to put, I think Hendrix as a guitar player um, deserves more credit Mm -hmm. um but i think that where he really shines is in the live shows Mm. i think on the album is you get like you get like 10 percent of hendrix Mm. because it's like you watch like monterey pop and it's like jesus (laughs) this guy's from another planet um (laughs) sure are you experienced is just a really great psychedelic blues rock album yeah Um, there's lots of really great stuff on there a lot of most of his big hit most all of his big hits, like literally except for All Along the Watchtower, are on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not true. Voodoo Child's on Electric Ladyland. Most of his big hits. I mean, Purple Haze, um, Wind Cries Mary, Hey Joe. Mm-hmm. They're all on this one. Uh, number three, Led Zeppelin self-titled. I was correct. You are correct. Um, again, uh, 
I guess it's, you know, not Jimmy Page's first album. Uh, I mean, it's the band's first album. Right, the band's first album. Um, But again, sort of breaking the mold as far as uh, sort of hard rock, psychedelic blues bands. Um, Also one of the first bands to really, I think, really integrate wildly different styles of music on the same album. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think... Uh, definitely where the Beatles are kind of experimenting and, and, and kind of going, you know, they're definitely pushing it, Yeah. but there's, they're always sort of within a framework. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, Sgt. Pepper is really psychedelic. It's also very orchestral. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like guitar bangers yeah. on Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. It's um, like one album is one experiment at a time almost. Yeah, pretty much. Or like how, um, um Revolver is all like got all the indian sort of yeah guitar it, it's stuff it's on very it fuzz such. guitar yeah. and like you know it has that very psychedelic kind of thing mm-hmm. um i think they would kind of definitely get there in the white album um yeah. but as far as you know a not yet established band coming out with that because it's like there's some on there that is just like straight ahead rock and roll fuzz guitar punchy in the face bangers and then mm-hmm. it immediately cuts to like acoustic guitar yeah um i think yeah. that is like a really cool juxtaposition of things um I mean, also just really great songwriting. Um, and again, as far as pushing the genre and pushing the instrument, I think Jimmy Page is rightfully propped up as one of the greatest guitars ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, playing with a violin bow and all that wild <laughs> stuff. Um, cool. So number two is uh, Jaco Pistorius, self-titled. Oh. Um, again, talk about somebody that literally broke an instrument. Like, yeah. there was no one that has ever done anything like that before he did it. And then it was like, oh, this is how the world is now. Um, I was just thinking that, you know, being a bass player and, you know, pulling from lots of different influences and styles and stuff. There's some things you can't do on a bass because it's just derivative. Mm. Like, it's there's technique stuff, like the harmonics thing yeah like you just can't do it because it's every every bass player that's ever played a fretless bass plays fretless bass because of jocko yeah like that's i can't imagine there's many other instruments that have that same sort of thing you know what i mean yeah it's just like i mean there were fretless players before him for sure Mm -hmm. um but he was the first one to really do it and the first i think the first person to put out like a solo electric bass jazz album probably um, you know, there's lots of upright guys and stuff, but just the way that he did that in putting solo bass songs on there. I mean, Portrait of Tracy is just bass. One take track of bass. Huh. Um, that record is just absolutely amazing. Um, and, uh, oh, I do have a couple honorable mentions. Um, Marquee Moon by Television. Oh, yeah. That's Holy a good one. cow. Um, I thought of him, I was like, wait, is that their first record? Um, yeah, talk about an artistic statement. Yeah, that's um, a good one. That's another one that's like, I don't think they ever really did anything that was as good as that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just such a force of nature. Um, another one that is like, again, not really the first album by the artists, but the first album by the band is Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think, like, single-handedly... Uh, made folk rock popular again. Yeah. I mean, the birds kind of did it first. But they were doing different. Yeah. Um, Not quite the same. Yeah, Crosby, Stills, and Nash is definitely more experimental in, like, 
kind of music sense, I think. Um, whereas the birds are just kind of psychedelic. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's, I, I don't want to downplay the birds at all because the birds are amazing. Um, the beards, but, uh, the beards, uh, Alabama shakes, Ooh. boys and girls. Uh, mm, but I like sound and color better. I, I, absolutely. Um, you know, there's, I've, I've said a couple times, like I was, uh, I was at a party and, uh, it was actually at AJ's house. And that's where, I don't, was Justin living there? I think Justin and Lucas were living there. And Justin gave Lucas boys and girls, like, as a birthday gift. I think it was mm. just, I think it was Lucas's birthday party. And, like, he put it on, it yeah. started playing, I was like, oh, what is this? Yeah. Like, within the first four measures, it's like, <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm into I'm it. In. Um, uh, I did say Hot Fuss. Uh, I guess I'm wrong. You are wrong, but all uh, right. I did look through a list of, like, debut albums just to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's lots of, like, hip-hop and soul albums that, like, it's mostly hip-hop ones that we just don't have. Sure. Because um, I just don't, we're not in that kind of thing. Um, but the one that I did miss was uh, Velvet Underground. Yeah. Uh, and Nico. And Nico. Uh, which is just hugely important. Sure. Um, and also just a really great record. It's I, the one with the Bonan on it. The Bonan. I like Loaded is my favorite Velvet Underground record, but that one's, uh, definitely not. Yeah, and absolutely, Steely Dan, the first Steely Dan record is great. And, uh, the first Chicago record is great. Um, which means the number one, uh, my number one debut album is, uh, Black Sabbath. Ah. I don't think there's... Again, it's it's one of those things that there's, like, before Black Sabbath and there's after Black Sabbath. Yeah. Like, that's how people, if you're talking about metal... Yeah. That's how you classify it. Mm-hmm. There, there is before Black Sabbath and there's after Black Sabbath. B.S. and A.S.? Yes. Um, you know, I don't think any other album... Well, that's probably not true. Because the other thing that I'm just blatantly ignoring is punk. Just I, I like my guitars in tune. We don't know anything about punk, so I don't, we're not talking about I it. I know, I, I don't like it. Um, not to say the, like, never mind the bollocks or, you know, the Clash or um, the first Ramones record aren't important because they definitely are. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't care to ever listen to them. There you go. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Black Sabbath pretty much kicked off 500 genres of music in that first record, which is crazy. Yep. Um, if not in that record, in Paranoid. True. Like, it's just, there is there is nothing before Black Sabbath. Um, I actually found a, there was a really interesting article that was like, um, it, it was called like Metal Before Black Sabbath. And it was basically oh. like tracing mm-hmm. the lineage up to that point where that album comes out. Yeah. Um, it was super interesting. I mean, they're talking about, like, the kinks, mm-hmm. um, how, like, You Really Got Me is there, and then um, I Can See for Miles by The Who, uh, and then Helter Skelter, and there's one Pink... Oh, the Nile song by Pink Floyd, um, mm-hmm. and the Blue Cheer, and, like, all these kind of... Even Hendrix, I think, they, they give mention to. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. But, yeah, that's just... I think that album, more than anything, has spurred more kind of offshoots of music. Um, I'm probably wrong, uh, but that's at least my opinion, I think. At least that's my opinion. Yep. Top five. Top five. So uh, you should tweet us or 
you know, message us or whatever what uh, debut albums we missed. And uh, let us know what kind of stuff you want us to debate next time. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of the show for today. Rolling, did you read the Rolling Stone one? No, I don't think so. They said that uh, Ill Commute, no, License to Ill was the greatest Beastie debut. Voice? Yeah. Interesting. It's like, I didn't even think that was considered the best Beastie Boys album. Again, I think there's a difference between being the best album by an artist and being the best debut oh, album. Sure. Like, debut album has its own, you know, standards to yeah. it. Um, but anyway. Sure. Um, good. That is the podcast. Hope you've had a good time. We had a, a good old laugh here. Ha-ha! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let us know what you want to see next. Tell your friends to listen. And uh, we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.